I'm Enoch Fossum. And I'm Austin Ivey, and you're listening to the What About Therapy podcast. What about therapy? All right. Welcome to episode 67. What a, what a number that is. <laughs> what a number that is. Happy to be here. Hopefully everyone enjoyed last week. We had Tony on. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it because it's amazing. Yeah. I've listened to it a couple of times myself. It was a very yeah. special opportunity. I like fangirled <laughs> over my own episode. No, literally though. Like it was, I'm still kind of shook. I shook it. It's such a cool, he's such a cool dude. Like yeah. it's fun. Like I'm always afraid. Like if I ever meet someone that I like, not idolize, but someone that you like care a lot about. Like, yeah, look up to. Yeah, look up to. Like yeah. there's a couple of like music artists that I would love to meet, but I'm afraid to because you never know what they're really going to be like. Um, but like meeting Tony, I haven't listened to his podcast and follow his stuff for so long and then meeting him. Yeah. It's like everything was fulfilled and more. Like he's cooler than I thought he was. Yeah. So Tony, if you're listening to this, hopefully you are. I'm sure you are. You're that cool. But it was cool having you on. And hopefully everyone who's listening now has listened to it. And if you haven't, go to give it a shot because it was by far our best episode ever. Yeah. It was, it was so cool. cool. It was a lot of fun. And go subscribe to his podcast. He's got podcasts, yeah. literally handfuls. And so you got the virtual couch, the waking up to narcissism. The Magnetic Marriage Which is a paid podcast. One. Yeah. It's going to be a paid... Pay, there's behind um, a paywall. ...paid yeah. podcast because, I mean, he has a course about it that, uh, I mean, the Magnetic Marriage course, and you have to obviously pay for that, but he's putting it in podcast form, which is really unique and yeah. super cool. And he's got other podcasts coming down the line. So I won't be surprised if one day we start another podcast just about random stuff. Probably. I mean, we've talked about it all the time, so once this one gains enough traction, then yeah. that's definitely going to happen. Like maybe we start one on... Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Dude, that'd be sick. <laughs> I would totally do that. I'd have way too much to talk about. Yep, you would. <laughs> I would I would have so much material for that. It'd be so much easier to come up with episode topics for that one. Yeah. <laughs> and like Star Wars or even Lord of the Rings would be fun. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> um, today we're talking about men. Talking about dudes, men. Guys, Just guys being dudes. Men being dudes. And um, there's a reason for that. Um, for those of you who don't know, November is national maybe international i don't know but at least national men's health awareness month hmm. and november 19th specifically is in international let's see i think i have this up right here i think it was international men's day it is international men's day november 19th so yeah. um uh, women's days i think march in march sometime i think women's month is march and women's oh, day is somewhere in march something like that and so november is a uh, men's month and specifically november 19th is to recognize it. I think this is coming directly from the coalition or something like that that puts it together. It says that November 19th, November 19th <laughs> is to recognize and celebrate the cultural, political, and socioeconomic achievements of men. And, I mean, let's clear the elephant in the room. We know that for some reason, talking about men and the achievements and importance of men is for some reason debated. And it is for some reason it's very stigmatized. And it's, um, for me as a guy, as a man, it's it hurts me a little bit to know the fact that um, men get, unfortunately, um, they draw, not draw the short stick, but they get kind of vilified and, um, yeah, like the, the brunt of jokes and things like that. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like a cultural shift turning towards like blaming men for things. And obviously there's good reason for some of that. And I don't think it's right. a man problem. It's specific people problems. And yeah. those people tend to be men, um, unfortunately, but the point of this episode is you'll see what we're going to get through is to, to remember that men are important and that if yeah. um, there's specific problems that befall men that are tragic 
And that's something we're going to be talking about today. And if you've listened to any of our podcasts, you'll know that we know that women are important too. So in no way are we saying women are not important. This is just a specific episode dedicated to men for specifically for this month. Yeah, or just, just happens so that next week is men's and men's I day. guess this Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. September. Yeah. Whoa. November 19th is Saturday. <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. This Saturday. And I mean, a lot of it, I would say, comes from history, just patriarchy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's, there is real issues in the past with, um, with men. male privilege, yeah. I guess you could call yeah. it. Um, For sure. Like, um, you know, men getting... Uh, paid more than women and and all that stuff that women have had to fight for to be have equal rights Mm -hmm. um, to what men have and so we acknowledge that there's also things that we're going to talk about in this episode that we do need to acknowledge about men that isn't really talked about the disparities that befall men specifically yeah and it's really important so yeah, and like I think bring, Enoch brings up a good point that this is not going to be an episode about politics. This is not going to be no. an episode about cultural issues. I mean, well, technically it is, but yeah. it's not about politics. It's not about sexism or like gender um, superiority or anything like that. It's, I mean, both of us are men. And so we recognize the fact that men deal with specific issues and just given the light of the celebrated month, I guess. Movember is another, <laughs> apparently November is a way to... Um, November is a month dedicated to um, men's cancer awareness as well. So like prostate cancer, testicular cancer, um, uh, people like grow mustaches and then donate money to like uh, cancer research for prostate and testicular cancer, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So if you can't grow a mustache, just try. This is the month. (laughs) Get get a beard oil, get a, get Get a roller. um, A derma roller. A derma roller. They work, they work me for me pretty well. I feel like I've, it's helped me. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> um, just, yeah, getting that out of the way. This is not anything to do with politics, nothing to do with like sexism or anything like that or feminism, menonism, any of that. It's just, yeah. we're talking about some real mental health issues that befall men specifically. So let's get right into it. Yeah. So um, a video that was released a few years ago, it's called What is a Man? It was put out by a watch company of all people, of all places. What's um, the watches? It's a Eggard, 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 Eggard watches. Yeah, yeah they're sorry um, for pronouncing that wrong. Yeah, they're an American company. They're not sponsors, by the way. It'd be awesome if they were. If you're listening to this, send us free watches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's they're just a watch company, and yeah. um, the video is called "What Is a Man?" A response to Gillette. Um, I'm sure no one knows what that means that's listening to this now. But at the time in 2017 or 2018, I think Gillette released this commercial or advertisement talking about like the toxicity of masculinity or something like that Mm. and how the toxic patriarchy is like damaging to our society and all that stuff and it was you could see the message message they were trying to put out that toxic masculinity is an issue um and the cultural patriarchy that we've dealt with in like years past like the things we've talked about has caused issues and that's the message they were trying to push but it was so tacky and it was so inappropriate and a lot a lot of people took offense to it i did i watched it and i didn't like it um but then to, in response to that edgard released this like short film about the real struggles that men deal with and that a man isn't just someone who's toxic and dangerous and full of testosterone and stuff like this and like causing issues and causing all the problems in the world it talks about the real issues they deal with and they cite the statistics that specifically befall men and the they're very harrowing very surprising and we were going to go through some of them and talk about them today just to raise awareness 
to the issues that men face in this country specifically. It might be different mm-hmm. in other countries, and these this data might be a little bit outdated because it was made in 2018, so it's changed a little bit, I'm sure. Not drastic, Not by much, sure. just a little bit because it is a few years old. But, um, yeah, it's really an episode about awareness, so everyone knows that, first of all, you're worth it to get the help and that there is real issues out there. So yeah. we can hop right into it. So we're going to link the, the video in the show notes. So if you want to go watch it yourself, I would suggest it. It's a really cool video, really moving. And if you're looking for a watch, go to Eggard Watches. They're cool watches. Get yourself a watch. I'm not even a watch person. And again, they're not even a sponsor, so I don't know why we're being <laughs> so... They're cool watches. Hey, look, I, I collect watches. I love watches. And they're actually great. And because of that video, I'm literally going to buy one because of this video. And so... It's a really moving video. And they have some on other you. ones. They good have some marketing. other short film like videos. And they have one called... like what is womanhood or something like that. So that's really cool. Anyways, getting right into it. The first statistic that they cite in the video is that, um, 93% of workplace fatalities are men. And, um, that really took me by surprise. And it's probably because men tend to, um, take more dangerous jobs, things like, um, deep sea weld, undersea welding. Um, (laughs) yeah. I mean, just like more manual labor jobs. Yeah. Like more, um, Places where you're going to get injured, you know, yeah, like the construction, mines. the mine, like mining, specifically yeah. like coal mines in Appalachia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're going to find yourself in more dangerous positions. But that just shows that um, that men are unfortunately being more victimized, not victimized, but as a man, you're more likely to, to befall a workplace fatality because you're more likely to work in a dangerous job because they need to, those jobs need to be filled. Right. Dangerous jobs need, someone needs to fill that position. And men are typically the ones that do that. So shout out to the men that work those jobs that keep our country running, you know, coal miners, like truckers. I mean, there's plenty of female truckers, don't get me wrong, but jobs that are dangerous, jobs that are hard, jobs that are very manual, like the how the apartment building that I live in, I'm sure it was mainly built by men. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there was, if there was females on the crew, I'm sure they did a great job. When you go to a construction site, it's mainly men because it is I don't a, think I've ever seen... A woman on a construction I've site. I've seen a, I work construction. There was one okay. female worker on one crew that I knew. Okay. Um, See, I've never seen one, I don't think. If I have, I obviously, I don't remember, but. Yeah. I worked construction yeah. for about six or seven months and I never, I only saw the one. Um, hmm. Like we worked with other crews. We got contracted with other crews and I only ever saw one. And yeah, like this goes for the disclaimer. For, this is not a hit on women or in any way. I'm just saying yeah. like my apartment building was probably built mainly by men. And so shout out to them for taking that position. That's hard. It's cold. It's difficult. Um, yeah. Especially through winter. Like there are uh, new buildings coming up by our workplace where we're working mm-hmm. right now. And you see these guys out in the freezing cold laying bricks and stuff like dude, <laughs> freezing cold while yeah. we're inside all warm on a, on a computer <laughs> <laughs> getting free drinks and snacks and yeah. getting paid very well to do so. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Like yeah. I've worked those cold manual jobs um, and they're difficult. So shout out to the, Mainly men, of course, that, and if you're a woman that does it too, shout out to you that takes those manual labor jobs that keep our country, keeps our economy yeah. running. And um, it's not specific to men, of course, but um, as we see in the statistic, those jobs typically get taken by men. Yeah. And the the next statistic here is kind of the same thing. Yeah. 90% of war fatalities are men. So usually, I mean, the majority of the military is male. Mm-hmm. There are also, I mean, still... And even nowadays, especially more females going into the military, which is great, yeah. And they're actually pushing that too a lot more that I've seen on like commercials and stuff. They're advertising more women and stuff in the military mm-hmm. and stuff, which is cool. I think it's sweet. Yeah. Um, but I would say men tend to take more of those like frontline positions in the military mm-hmm. uh, to just go out there and 
go gun ho in the trenches. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you think about like the like World War II. Um, there yeah. were some wonderful women that served, like as nurses and other roles. There was barely any frontline soldiers that were women in World War II. At least from the American side, there were some Russians that um, that participated in combat. But yeah, like we owe the the destruction of evil in the Second World War due to some very brave young men and the things that they did. And um, I mean, if you think about it this way men are the only gender that have to sign up for the draft against their will in the United States. Like at 18 years mm-hmm. old, you have no choice. You have to sign up for selective service and you can get drafted at any point of your, of your life into the military. If the government sees, seems to do so, like look at Vietnam the last time that happened. I think it was Vietnam the last time it happened, but people just young men were taken against their will into the military. And yeah. that's not, that's something specifically to men. And that's, yeah, it's not like poor, pitiful men, but it is something that um, shows that there's a little bit of disparity there, and it's it's, uh, it's something that's overlooked, I guess. And yeah. this statistic kind of highlights the fact that a lot of men go to war for their country, and they, they pay the, the ultimate price for them. 90, 97% of war fatalities at that. Um, the next one here is, this one really, um, really, really surprised me, is that 79% of all homicide victims are men. And that... Um, that was hard for me to see just to, cause I've always, I never really thought about that before, but just being a man, I'm that much more likely to be a victim of a homicide of a murder. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of cultural issues that go with that with gang violence and other things. Like you're more likely to be part of a gang if you're a man and stuff like that. But yeah, um, even then that's a problem. So yeah. that, that specific statistic highlights a lot of things that 79% yeah. of homicide victims are men, but it is, it's a, it's a sad fact. There's a, there's a statistic for homicide. Right. Um, it's, it's an unfortunate reality. Um, it's even more unfortunate. The majority of those people who murder are men. Yeah. And I mean, you listen to, um, crime podcasts, like crime junkies and stuff, mm-hmm. at least from what I've listened to. My wife loves crime junkies. I personally am not a fan of listening to stories about murder and stuff cause it freaks me out. Yeah. And I'm not about to dream about that. So I'm not, yeah, <laughs> no nightmares. Yeah. No nightmares for me. That's why I lock my door always. Um, anyway, but the stories I've heard, the majority of the victims are women. And so I, I would have thought that the majority of homicides, like the victims, are women. But it's not. It's actually men, which is interesting. And, of course, a big part of that can come from gangs and stuff and, yeah. and whatever it is. But, I mean, still, that's... Not to be overlooked. Being like, part of a gang is a huge problem. And, right. And young boys are... Especially in troubled part of the countries, like urban cities, gang violence is a real problem and it ruins a lot of young men's lives. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, a homicide is a homicide. Yeah. It doesn't matter how, where, when it happens. Mm -hmm. It's still, I mean, something to to keep an eye on and to be aware of that literally almost 80% of all homicide victims are men. And that's, it is pretty daunting, you know, a little scary. Yeah, I mean... If you think about like what women have to deal with as a woman, it's probably hard to like think about the fact you can't really go out at night because you're yeah. more likely to be the victim of a sexual assault. But as a man, you're more likely to be a victim of a homicide. And so yeah. it's like you don't want, don't want to compare things there. But no matter what gender you are, there's something that's that's going to get you, you know. And that's really yeah. for it's either homicide or sexual assault. Or it's just unfortunate the world we live in that we have to deal with stuff like that. But um, it is that's a, it's a fact that I had no idea that that was yeah. that that was the case. Yeah. The next one here is nearly half of all fathers who have zero visitation rights still pay child support. And that's really frustrating. Imagine not being able to see your kids legally. You can't see them. And you still have to pay child support. 
like that's frustrating. Yeah, and that's a whole can of worms. I'm sure we could get into when it comes right. to. We could probably do an episode um, on that in the future, but when it comes to fathers' rights, that's a real issue that we can get into. I, I'd like to get into that in the future, but um, we'll get into it now because I'm not very educated on. It. I just know it's an issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that I couldn't imagine that. I don't have kids yet, but I couldn't imagine losing my kids and being court ordered to pay child support and then have no incentive to do it because I don't get to see them. Yeah. Like I could, it's just shout out to the half of those fathers, you know, that are still paying child support when they have been deemed unworthy to be a father. Yeah. Yeah, Like that's who knows what those situations are like. Who knows that they really are worthy to see their children. I'm sure some of those are, you know, I could see why. Maybe they but, maybe they don't deserve to see their kids. That could be very well the case. But shout out to those guys that are still doing it. You know, that's that's really cool. Yeah, you don't have to, and oh, well, I guess you have to. The court <laughs> says so, but morally, you kind of don't have to. There's no incentive there to do it. And yeah, that's a, that's a cool thing, and, that, and that's an issue that I think we would go into in the future. Yeah, um, I think so. Uh, so the next one here, this one, it's probably the most heartbreaking one for me. Eighty um, percent of people who die by suicide are men. And uh, you're basically, from another statistic we found, you're basically twice as, as a man, you're twice as likely to die by suicide than you are from a woman, um, as, as a woman. As a woman, yeah. So just by being a man, I'm that much more likely to have, um, to die by suicide at some point. And yeah. um, I think that that's a lot of cultural issues that go into that. Yeah. A lot of um, stigma that goes around like men's mental health. Men don't feel like they can. There's a lot of masculinity problems. Um, but also men who cry, that's a, that's a pretty, uh, embarrassing thing culturally, you know, like if you cry as a man, what's wrong with you? I mean, I, I myself feel very wrong when I show any type of negative emotion. Right. Or like embarrassed. I, I feel know? so like wrong if I show any type of sadness or yeah. negative emotion in the way, in the way of like depression or like crying. No way no way you're doing that and that's a me problem that's a that's an individual person problem but it is a cultural issue and um i think that translates macro into this statistic of 80 people who would die by suicide are men that's what it translates into yeah i think i mean there's a lot that we could go into that you know different ideas that may be causing this that may be a factor and i think one of them really is you know, the idea that men can't show emotions mm-hmm. or they're, or they're seen as weak or feminine, or that's a girly thing to cry, you know? And we talked about a couple episodes back, I say a couple, it's probably like 10, I don't know, where we talked about willpower and holding back, um, like laughter and holding back tears. Yeah. I think that can actually play a really big role to where we spend so much of our willpower, so much mental and emotional energy on trying not to cry, on holding back our emotions, that eventually we don't have enough willpower when it's too late. That's a really good way to translate information. You know? Yeah. So when you are going through something really hard, like whether that is a divorce or a death of a family member. Loss of a job. Yeah, anything that causes that major stress and you can't show it because you're a man. You don't want to be seen as weak to your wife, your kids, your friends, your family, whatever it is. So you put all your energy towards that. And then when you snap, you don't have any more willpower left because you spent it all on 
trying to hold back your emotions. It was that that bank of willpower is is empty. Yep. You're in debt at that point. Yeah, yeah. it's totally depleted because you felt like you couldn't express it. I I know what that feels like. Unfortunately, far, far too familiar with that feeling of hiding things as a, and that's not to say women don't hide their feelings and hide their emotions. Of course, there's women out there that do. Right. But I do think it's culturally more pushed as a man to hide emotions. And I mean, this is a stu- stupid anecdotal evidence, but as a man who's addicted to TikTok, I watch a lot of. <laughs> um, uh, I, I I follow this account that like interviews college students around the world. They just ask them random questions, and mm. um, there's this one. TikTok where the guy doing the interview he asked these he was going around to girls and boys asking them like dating questions and like would you do this if a guy did this what would you do if, if a girl did this type of thing yeah and it was like a he asked the the girls and guys the same question like what would you do if the guy you're on a date with started crying hmm. and again this is anecdotal this is specific to this university there's no generalizability <laughs> from this but it, i right. think it highlights a cultural problem yeah um when asked about the the girls crying the guys would be like oh that just probably just like hug them or something like that or like i'd like i don't know i can't remember exactly what they said when like when, I, when the girls were asked what would you do if a guy started crying on a date it's like oh immediate red flag like what's wrong what? with him that type of stuff no I, 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 really? need to, I need to track down that video i saw it forever ago i didn't like it or favorite it. i just scrolled past because it made what? me mad yeah i'll see if i can find that and i could be confabulating flag. this um it's like a oh, red flag or like that's weird. Like, why would you do that? Like, you're just holding your emotions. I'll, I'll define that video. Yeah. And again, that was one person making huh. one response, and that could just be that person's one problem. Right. But um, I do think that highlights an issue that I have noticed within my own life, that it is encouraged as a man to hold back emotions, and that you yeah. are seen as lesser if you're an emotional guy. It's almost as if you're like a, if you're an unemotional woman, like someone who's stone cold, that is seen as an issue and that is a problem. It's seen as more masculine. Exactly. Yeah. On the, on the feminine side, the women's yeah, side. Yeah, if you're if you're a guy if you're a woman who doesn't show emotion, you're seen as more masculine. And if you're a man who doesn't show emotion, you're seen as more feminine. I think those two problems go hand in hand and that's definitely an issue. Yeah. Because if you're a woman who doesn't show as much emotion, that's not a that's not an issue, you know? Like yeah. but I think that's less encouraged. Yeah. And what is very encouraged, what's almost incentivized, is to be a rock hard, stone cold, I don't show emotion, man. And I think it comes from a good place for a lot of dudes. Knowing myself and like knowing the men in my life, um, I can only speak from like my micro scenario, like of the people that I know, and I'm sure it generalizes pretty well, that men typically in a lot of family scenarios are like the breadwinner, they're the, mm-hmm. um, like they're pr- the protector, quote unquote, like the, the source of like, like protection. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, financial and sometimes that's not the case but a lot of the time like actual protection of the family traditionally that's what it's been yeah in human tribes is yeah. like men are the protectors women are the nurturers that's kind of the way that it's been traditionally for humans and that's translated a little bit into our culture but the need to be an actual protector has kind of gone down and i think the desire to have less emotional men has gone up if that makes sense mm-hmm. I would think so. I think that's created yeah. um, this weird stigma behind emotional men. And I find myself feeling a lot of emotions. I feel a lot of things. I have some anxiety disorders, depressive disorders myself. And so I feel a lot of things. Yeah. I feel incentivized to hide it just yeah. culturally and from what I felt in the past. And that's, I think that's an issue. Yeah. I mean, I think like whenever I watch a sad movie or a really emotional movie or listen to an emotional song, I feel tears coming on and I'm like, no. Yeah. Like the um 
Cloudy Cloudy Chance Chance of Meatballs. Meatballs. Get back in there, too. Get back in there, too. Yeah, exactly, though. Like, I start, you know, tearing up, and then I just don't fully let it out. I use that willpower, that that energy stored up. Completely to, wasted. To not too. cry on something, like, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I completely waste my willpower to hold back something that's totally natural. That should, you should be experiencing you that. You should be, and that's a good should. That's a good should. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that's a good should. <laughs> yeah. I think you highlight something really important there, you know, like, um, when the few times I've cried in my life, and I say few, it's been few. Um, I can count them on my hands and toes in the last five years that I've, last 10 years that I've cried, like fully hey, cried. Hands and toes, that's at least 20. Uh, I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm thinking maybe I can think this year, 2022, uh, maybe twice. Yeah. Once or twice. Hmm. We're coming up to the end of the year. I don't see that as a good thing. <laughs> I really don't. There's so many times where I felt like I, I could have cried. And I just get back in there too. Yeah. And um, like happy, sad, like watching a sad movie, listening to a sad song, um, going through something difficult with family members, um, just hide it away, just stole yeah. it away. And then like when the time comes, and this is what I was, guess I was getting at, but ADD brain brought me back around to it. Um, when the time comes where like you can't hold it back, the willpower gives out, the cry is intense. Like yeah, it is like... full on I might as well be dying right now. And it's over small things, you know, like, yeah. well, not small, but like relatively, it should be a cry, but not that big of a cry, you know? Yeah. yeah like it should not be this much display of emotion because it was held back. This is years of, or maybe months of emotions that are finally coming out. Yeah. And I think that's the case for a lot. I can only speak for myself, but I think that's the case for a lot of dudes. I think they feel that same way. Yeah. When I it finally so. comes out, it, 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 when it rains, it pours that old I, analogy. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, the past couple years i've can only remember like sobbing three times over the past couple years like maybe once a year like actually probably once a year yeah and i mean a lot of them i guess i don't know one of them was actually you know i was like okay like this is makes sense why i'm crying this much because it was you know had to do with my family mm-hmm. And the other, the other two times had to do with my family, but it wasn't as like much of a big deal, but I was just bawling my eyes out and not obviously not saying if, you know, if you bawl your eyes out over everything, that's not, it's not a bad thing. But like for me, I was, I've, I hold everything back, whether that be tears over a a song or whatever it is, even when I'm alone, dude, like Mm -hmm. I'm alone in my car. That's the weird one. Holding back tears in your car alone. I do that too. going to see you, dude. Yeah. Like I, I hold it back in my car if I hear like a, an awesome song that really speaks to me, you know, mm-hmm. um, I hold it back. And so, yeah, the past couple of times I've cried, I've just totally sobbed. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, the whole, <laughs> like, yeah, dude, like full on, full on crying. And I don't know if I would have, um, you know, cried that hard, I guess, if I, would cry like once a week or something or like not hold simple tears back, you know, whether that be tears of joy or, you know, whatever it is. I don't know. Um, and I, I guess we'll find out in the future. Yeah. I don't know. But that's something that I do try and work on now is, you know, if I do feel like I'm going to cry, like, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, like just let some tears out. If it's like tears of joy, like, oh man, this song, this is beautiful. It's a beautiful message. Yeah. You know, like, why not cry? Why not? It's literally what crying was designed for. You have mm-hmm. emotions welled up in you, whether that be from work, family, any kind of stress and the reason you're crying is because it's letting stuff out, man. Crying is, if you think about it from a, an evolutionary perspective, 
what's the point? Yeah. You know, like it's literally a mechanism that is designed to allow you to let out emotion it's in cool, a physical dude. manifestation. It's way cool. Um, there's not many, um, not that I can think off the top of my head from the thinking that I've done. There's not many human functions that allow that where yeah. beyond just feeling better, there's not much of a, a function behind it. It's allowing things to come out in a physical manner and other animals don't quite do, I guess dogs whimper and stuff like that. Um, but humans like we, we full on cry tears come out of our eyes and stuff like that. Like there's physical manifestations of like, of, um, negative emotion. Mm-hmm. And that's a, it's humans are super complex and that's why we have this. But the fact that so many people, myself, including and yourself, including yeah. avoid that yeah. natural function, it's as natural as breathing. Um, that's we, the fact that issue. Like, I avoid breathing because I just feel like it makes me look bad. Like, come on. I avoid crying because yeah. it makes me look bad. They're obviously different. That's a that's broad stretch, but it's just as natural as breathing. It's that yeah. it's that built into us. Why do babies cry? You know? Why do they come yeah. out of the womb crying? It's a one of the most basic functions that we do. And men are incentivized to not do it, to hide it, to hide it even when they're alone in the car by themselves. Like I, I feel yeah. that I've done that myself. Who am I hiding that from? I'm hiding it from myself because I don't want to be seen. I don't want to see myself as unmasculine. Yeah. And that's a, when it's that deeply rooted, and I'm sure if you took a survey of our male listeners, I don't know how many of there are, but if you took a survey, I'm sure you'd find the same case. Like if I went on TikTok and put up like a survey or something like that, and I'm sure it would be extremely high. Just knowing the culture that we live in, the fact that it's crying is seen as a, a negative trait within men for a lot of people. I think that's really where like the cultural issue stems down to is that weird yeah. stigma behind it. And I think one of the cool things about crying is when you cry with another person. Yeah. Like you literally feel closer to that person. That's a weird, it's like, um, it's weird. Yeah. It's like your Bluetooth syncing. It's no, like you're on the same. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Like when you give someone like you and your friends give someone a gift and their reaction is like, Oh my gosh, like this is amazing. They start crying and you're like, wait, why am I crying? <laughs> And then the, your other friend is like, wait, me too, I'm crying. Like, we're all crying. And then you just feel a strong connection with each other, even like because you're all crying. And it's cool. It's awesome. I think we need to cry more, for sure. Like, I don't know what the statistic is on like how many times you, you know, should be crying on a weekly basis. Sure, or there's something. <laughs> monthly basis, you know, for it to be considered, yeah. I don't know, normal, healthy. There's got to be some type um, of research on something that. Something like yeah. that. Maybe we'll try and find it. But I think it's really cool. Like, it's a way for us to bond with each other. It's a way for us to um, release emotions, to release stress. And it's just, it's cool, man. So let's, mm-hmm. maybe we'll make some shirts that say, let's bring back crying. Make crying cool again. Make crying cool again. Hashtag what Movember. Movember. <laughs> <laughs> have a good cry. Yeah. I guess, I don't know. I didn't think we were going to have a whole conversation about crying, but that was that's kind of where we're planning on this episode going not knowing where it would go yeah man um, if you if you feel like crying go ahead and cry that's and, it's gonna be uh, a, you're gonna be going against especially as if you're a guy who's been like incentivized not incentivized but um encouraged and like by cultural to not cry that's gonna be a tough it's gonna feel like you're you're gonna die because when i've let myself cry i thought i was gonna like something was gonna go wrong world is gonna end so yeah fight those emotions not fight those emotions, fight the feeling to, yeah. to, to not cry and allow yourself yeah. to feel those emotions fully. And 
Zuko's just digging at the ground. And I'm, I'm losing my focus. He's going so My last hard. two sentences probably didn't make sense because I was so distracted by Zuko. Anyways, um, there's nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing wrong with feeling emotions as a man. So um, let be the, be the person that stops the stigma in your life when it yeah. comes to that. And it's cool too. <laughs> Another thing about crying. When you see another guy cry, you feel like you can cry too. It's like, oh, it's okay? It's okay. You know, especially when it's someone you look up to. You're like, dang, he's crying. Like, okay, I can cry. So be that guy. Be the guy that people look up to that cries. You know? That's cool. Be, be the yeah. guy that starts the trend. Don't just cry for no reason, obviously. <laughs> like, um, But like, especially as like a, as a dad, I think that is something yeah. that could really benefit long term. Like, it might be hard for you. I think seeing your parents cry is a hard thing. But um, I think men specifically have like this weird again it goes back to the protector thing this weird stigma to not cry in front of their kids like i, I saw my mom cry a lot growing up just because yeah, like bad same. hard things happened to us and like mm-hmm. mom cried that's i'm kind of glad she did because she went through something hard i can't remember like my when my dad like when, how many times my dad cried like, i saw my dad cry very rarely like yeah. i could probably count on one hand how many times i've seen my dad cry and not to say that something's wrong with my dad but just going off this conversation um I think modeling that behavior for your mm-hmm. kids as a dad, if you're a dad of young children and not, uh, not allowing yourself to hold back those emotions in front of yeah. your kids. Obviously you don't want to lose control in front of them. If you're, right. if you're trying to like protect them from some type of sensitive scenario. Um, yeah. Don't be afraid to cry in front of your kids and cry with your kids, you yeah. know, cry with your kids. That's the shirt right there. Cry That's with cool. your kids. Yeah. Let's start a movement. Hashtag. Cry with your kids. Cry with just, your kids. Just <laughs> sending pictures on Instagram of just crying. This is like the aftermath. <laughs> <With> <laughs> like the kids. <laughs> just cried with the kids and everyone's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen those filters on Snapchat that makes you look like you're yeah, crying? That's yeah. what I imagine. Those like, things literally make me cry because I'm laughing so They're so, so hard. funny. Like I love those. But that's yeah. what I imagine if someone were to send us a bunch of selfies of them crying. Because <laughs> them just like. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I made the crying face for those people not watching on yeah, video. Just kidding. Way. No one's watching on video. If you want to see a picture of Austin making the cry face, then just let us know. And I'll send you we'll a picture of me fake, fake crying. I yeah. will do that. <laughs> all right. The last one here, then we'll wrap up the episode, is 75% of all single homeless people are men. And that can do with um, you know, mental health disorders. Veterans issues as well. Veterans, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, but the majority is men. And I mean, that's, from my experience, I can totally see that's true. Extremely true. Yeah, yeah. You go to like Salt Lake and you see the individuals walking around. That's mainly, again, and there's couples a lot of the time too. Mm-hmm. And like, that's why it says single homeless people mm-hmm. um, are 75% male. But I think that highlights how minimally we handle men's mental health problems and yeah. men's social problems. You yeah. just allow them to become homeless. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good way to like wrap it up there is all of these statistics show that there is a major flaw in the health system. The way that we go the about treating men's we, mental health. Yeah. Either, I mean, even not, you know, health in general, like men's health, men's yeah. mental health though, especially. Yeah. There's, there's a disconnect there and that's something that we need to be aware of. And if there's a man in your life, which there probably is, if you're a man, if you're a woman, you have a husband, you have a brother, 100%, I can guarantee you know a man. So don't even think you don't. <laughs> if you don't, I'd recommend getting out there, put yourself out there, and go meet a man. <laughs> go meet your very first man. <laughs> like if you, 
Um, have you? Maybe maybe you're an Amazon. Maybe you live on the maybe. island from Wonder Woman maybe. where you've never met a man. Maybe. Um, but uh, like you said, odds are you probably know a man that's important to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just be aware that they go through stuff too, even if they don't show it. Because they probably o- don't. Odds are they don't. <laughs> yeah. Statistically, literally, they they probably don't. And so be a bit more empathetic towards them, especially when they're stressed or whatever it is. Try and talk with them. And let's bring back crying. Let's make, do it. Make crying cool again. Make crying cool again. Yeah, 2024. Make crying cool again. We're going to put in a presidential bid for what about therapy you're running as. <laughs> just kidding. No. No, I, I absolutely agree. And for all the men listeners, um, anyone out there who's maybe assimilated with what we've talked about today, yeah. um, we hear you. We like, we, I really do. I know Enoch probably feels the same way and you're worth it to allow yourself to feel feelings, yeah. you know? And I think for me, it's taken a while to realize that there's something not, that there's not anything wrong with me if I'm feeling emotional, <laughs> you know, yeah. and having a wonderful wife that's helped me dig into my emotions has helped with that. And so it's, same here. for me, it's taken that someone who's really in touch with their emotions. Um, my wife, who's very in touch with the way that she feels and is not afraid to show her emotions, um, that for me, that's benefited me, but I think that needs to happen earlier on because I think that's the case for a lot of dudes. Um, yeah, is they, they finally open up when they meet a, a woman who loves them. Yeah. Um, and I think that highlights another cultural issue. Um, things that will quote like the only persons, the only people that love um, men unconditionally are their wives and dogs or something like that. <laughs> um, and uh, I think I think that highlights a, a it's a joke, but it, I think it does highlight something. But yeah, I think that needs to happen earlier to men. They, yeah. it, it shouldn't take until marriage. Childhood, man. Yeah, I think early, very early on. Yeah. yeah, that they need to like little boys need to know that they can show emotion and that it's okay. And they're not going to be vilified. They're not going to be seen as weak if they cry. You know, and I think when you're little, like little, little, that happens. Mm-hmm. Begin to this like adolescence. I think that's when the emotions get the notions knob gets turned off. Yeah, and it starts to get hidden because that's when I remember myself probably around twelve, thirteen that's when things started getting hidden. And cause you start to realize that there's this cultural thing around men. You need to hide your stuff, hide your emotions. Yeah. I think you start to be aware of that around 12, 13, like puberty. Yeah. Media be, doesn't help with that either. Yeah. So and social media is getting worse and I think we're starting to see more and more of that, but I think social media can be a force of good. So be a force for good on social media, be a force for good in the lives of men, you know, and in your own life, if you are a man, um, show that it's, there's nothing wrong with them and there's nothing wrong with you by showing emotion. Yeah. Be the, be the what's the michael jackson quote if you want to make a world take a look in the mirror and make you want to make the world a better place take a look at yourself and take make a look that in the mirror and make change that. change na, 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 it's na, na, very na. true <laughs> have a good week there you go yeah that's <laughs> the end of the episode yeah. <laughs> well we hope you really though hope you learned something new and something you can really apply in your life if there's a man in your life i guess there is a man in your life i'm just going to be assuming that go and Give him a hug. Say thank you. He says for what? For being a man. For being who you are. I promise you that will surprise them so much. That will. And men don't hear that. They really don't, especially nowadays. Yeah. You don't get thanked for being a man. So it's just, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And again, last disclaimer, that's not a shot on women. This is an episode specifically targeted towards men's mental health issues because of the Men's Health Awareness Month of November. So happy Movember to everyone. On night number the nineteenth is Men's Health Awareness Day. So or Men's it's just Men's Day is November International 19th. Men's Day. Yeah. So um, take an opportunity to again, like Enoch said, show a little bit of love to the men in your life and show them they are appreciated and they are cared about. 
because like we saw earlier, earlier, unfortunately, a lot of men don't feel that way because of that unfortunate suicide statistic. And so it's true. Be the, be the person that shows someone else that they, that they're cared about yeah. um, today or sometime this week. And if you, if it's targeted towards a man, it's even better. You're celebrating the holiday, <laughs> um, but it can be anyone. Just make yeah. someone feel wanted this week. That's our challenge to you. And, yeah. um, it doesn't, it can be anyone. It doesn't have to be a man. Um, but hopefully you learned something about mental health uh, with men this week. Yeah. If you made it this far, again, you're just the OGs. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk to you next week. See you guys. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? 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 What about, what about therapy?